What's up, guys? Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Rife. And as many of you know, I'm currently in Sydney, Australia. I just moved here. It's on day five. So I wanted to start updating you in the beginning of my podcast so that you guys can feel like you're following along or if you're interested in moving abroad or just have questions, you know what it's like in live time. So since I've only been here for five days, I figured why not kick it off with this podcast so you guys can get an inside look at how I'm adjusting. So day one, I arrive and I purposefully booked a hotel because I knew I'd probably be jet lagged. So I immediately land. The flight wasn't that bad. I slept the whole time. It was about 14 hours from LA and I went straight to the hotel. I showered and then I napped for about three to four hours. Then I went to happy hour with a few friends that I knew from a vacation last summer and we went hard. We went pretty freaking hard that I died the next day. I had to ask for a late checkout at my hotel. So that was 4 p.m. So I was sleeping and trying to recuperate for basically the entire day. So at 4 p.m., I finally check out and I met up with a friend that I studied abroad with who I'm staying with for a few weeks as I get settled here and I ordered takeout. So my first weekend in Sydney, I did not see any sites. I didn't go to any cool restaurants outside of that bar and I got Uber Eats. So that was my first weekend in Sydney. Now, the next few days, the last, I guess, three days, I've been trying to just set up my phone, my bank account, my tax number, all that fun stuff. Obviously, when you move, you have to think about if I get a job now, I need a direct deposit into a new account. I need a new number so I'm not roaming all the time. So there's a specific process you have to follow. So for example, like if I want a new number, I need to prove that I'm staying somewhere. So I have to have a proof of address. And if I want a bank account, they have to send me an SMS code. So I actually need an Australian number. So there's these specific steps you have to follow that I wanted to make sure I got done this week so that I wasn't, you know, procrastinating and then never having any type of information here. So I made sure that I got that done the next few days. And because of that, I haven't really been exploring much. I did go to a really cool part of Sydney called Freshwater Beach with a friend. And that was so fun. It's so beautiful. It reminds me a lot of... I want to say maybe Malibu, California. I'm trying to compare everything to you guys who've never been here so you can get a sense of it. But freshwater was like Malibu. And then we went to Manly Beach, which to me looked a little bit like maybe Hermosa Beach if anyone's been there. And then the other day I went to Bondi, which looked like Santa Monica. So if you've ever been to LA, I'm trying to compare it to that. And then different parts of Sydney look different though. Like where I'm staying now, the streets kind of look like the UK, like in London. And then there's a part of the Sydney that looks like San Francisco. So uh, it reminds me a lot of California. You can see all the references I'm making because of the beaches and the skyscrapers. It's sunny during the day, it's freezing at night. So it's very similar to California. As far as like travel hacks go, I would say if you first land in any foreign country, try to make sure you have an international credit card. So I've been fine the entire week I've been here because I have an international credit card that I've been using with no fees. So I've been able to get around without having any cash and most places use credit cards. So that's been a huge lifesaver. You can also put your phone, this is if you have an iPhone, on airplane mode and Wi-Fi. So I've been able to connect with people on Facebook Messenger, on WhatsApp, and even iMessage, again, if they had an iPhone, because I was on Wi-Fi. So this is super important because I wasn't roaming, I'm not getting charged an international fee or anything like that. Of course, now I have an Australian number so that I could make phone calls within Australia and not have to be on airplane mode all the time. 
But that's something that I never knew about until a few years ago, that you could be on Wi-Fi in airplane mode and then actually still communicate with people. So that's a fun little travel hack. I would say another hack is Apple Maps. When you hit go and you hit an address, you can actually lose Wi-Fi and the little blue dot will still take you to where you need to go and the directions will will still talk to you. That's pretty amazing because I did not know that actually until my trip to Denmark when my friend Brianna said, come to my house. And I was like, well, I don't have Wi-Fi throughout the walk, so how am I going to get there? And she told me that tip. So I actually just plugged her address in, hit go, and then it just took me there. As soon as I lost Wi-Fi, the blue dot was still going strong. So I just followed it and I made it there. So that's how I've been getting around Sydney without a bank account or phone or maps or anything. I've been able to do that because of the iPhone. So that's a huge help. As far as like funny things that I've been going on, there are so many different phrases that Australians use that I'm in shock that we've never heard of. So one example that I've been posting about on social media because it's so freaking funny is the word arugula. That word here does not exist and they call it rocket. So I was at a restaurant and I'm like, what is this rocket sauce? And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, the the rocket sauce, like on this sandwich, it sounds like some type of spicy sauce. And they're like, it's not a sauce, it's a plant. And my friend was like, yeah, that's arugula. And my the Aussie guy was like, arugula, what the hell is that? And we, we were dying laughing. So I posted about it on my stories on Facebook and Instagram and everyone was dying laughing because... Obviously, if you're from the U.S., rocket means a spaceship, and we've never used it to describe arugula. And here, they think it's just a made-up word that they've never heard of. So that's the most uh, hilarious thing, the differences between words. And they shorten everything. So, for example, afternoon is Avro. Newsstand is Newzo. Uh, They call barbacks and busboys glassies. So they're very like literal and short with their terms. My friend was making a joke that they work smarter, not harder. So they just shorten everything and use the real literal terms for what they're doing. So that's just been an adjustment to like the everyday language, but it has not been hard at all to get around. And the people are so friendly, like the bank today, the lady was so helpful. I was like about to hug her. She literally was showing me the computer screen, double checking my numbers, making sure I had full transparency and insight into what I was doing, what type of account I was opening, what I need to look out for, how to look into my bank account online, like super, super helpful. And that's what I found everywhere I've been. No one is rude or unwilling to help, especially um, because I just moved here. If I say that, like, hey, I just moved here, everyone's so, so helpful. So that's been really nice. And as far as like day-to-day life, I haven't been sightseeing that much just again because I had to do so much setting up. So I've really only been to Bondi Beach, which is beautiful where that iceberg's pool is. And those beaches I just said before, Freshwater and Manly. But I wanted to make sure when I got here, especially because I'm going to be here for a year, that I didn't like blow all my excitement in one week, if that makes sense. So I didn't want to go to the opera house and then the botanical gardens and then go to see a kangaroo and then hold a koala like all in seven days because then I feel like I would just not have anything to look forward to. And I'm really trying to create some type of normalcy here because I'm unemployed currently. So I don't want to just be all over the place all day, every day, like not know what day or time it is. So I actually signed up for a fitness intro week at F45 training, which originated here. So it's really big and you can do an intro week for $7. So I've been trying to do that every morning just so I can, again, try and stay on a routine, especially because I invested in so much fitness and exercise when I was in Florida. 
I wanted to make sure that I could keep that up. So I've been doing that and I've been trying to, again, just like go get breakfast at a normal time, lunch. I actually went to the grocery store so I could cook dinner at home because I want to save money as well. I will say that's the biggest shock here is it's not as expensive as I thought. And I'm so surprised by that. Every single person I've talked to was like, Sydney is the most expensive city, if not on the planet, in that in that whole entire side of the earth. So in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to be spending like $40 minimum every drink, meal, any type of outing. And what's interesting is every time I use my credit card, I get an alert on my phone and it's transferring whatever I paid in Australian dollars to US dollars. So it will show me like, hey, you just paid for a coffee in this amount in US dollars. And it's always so much less than what I expected. Like I'm shocked. And I don't know if that's because I was living in Winter Park, Florida, which is a little pricier than anywhere else in Florida. And I was in LA for a week before I came. So for example, when I was in LA, I was paying $14 for a glass of rosé at a rooftop bar that was overlooking the beach. And when you hear of that location, it makes sense. Like, yeah, you're overlooking the beach in California in LA. You're going to be dropping $14 on a rosé. However, here we were at a hotel rooftop, same thing, overlooking Bondi Beach, which is arguably one of the most popular and touristy beaches here. And I got a glass of wine for my friend and I for total 11 US dollars. So that would mean each of us paid 550. So I was like, well, that's weird. Like, I thought this was going to be $50 just to even be at this rooftop bar. And that wasn't the case. Everything is almost like 30 to 50% less than what I think it's going to cost. But my friend said it will start adding up when I pay rent and start buying alcohol. So that's why I wanted to make sure I was eating in and actually, again, trying to create some of a, of a normal schedule so that I didn't blow my money going out every day. So that's where I am right now, just trying to set up my life. I'm not really trying to, again, run around Sydney and see everything because I have so long here. This weekend, there's apparently a huge party in Bondi because there's a race called the City to Surf Race. If anyone's ever been, let me know because apparently this thing is lit as hell. Like Everyone starts drinking at 10 a.m. I've seen all these bars promote it. I got a Facebook invite today for an after party for it. My friend took off work Monday, so I'm imagining this is going to get pretty out of control. So I'm looking forward to that, and I will update you guys next week with more stories about adjusting and how it's been going, and hopefully this party is really fun and I can report back some fun stories. So overall, things are good, easily adjusting, just trying to get my life in order. But today's episode is really interesting because we talk about shifting to a mindset where you know you're going to be okay, which is the mindset I had pretty much this entire time I was moving to Sydney. So we have Megan Granger on from Superficial Magic. I've had her on before. You guys might have remembered last year. She's one of my favorite guests because she's so easy to talk to. She's actually one of the only guests. No, she is the only guest that I've never prepped any questions for because I knew our conversation would just flow so well. So I walked into her studio, which you'll hear about how she manifested that. And we just hit it off immediately and started talking. My editor even was like, yeah, I didn't really have many edits because the conversation just went so well. So you guys are going to love her because she's so relatable. Her podcast talks about manifesting and mindset, but not in that annoying, like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like stereotypical life coach way where you're like, okay, this is like so in the clouds. I have no idea what they're talking about. She makes it really relatable and funny and just down to earth. So you can really understand, okay, you know, my life could be like this. Like it doesn't have to be some insane, 
fairies and rainbows and glitter all the time, like you're going to go through some shit, which you'll hear Megan go through. She talks about how she hits rock bottom and how she turned that around. And we talk about everything from sobriety to cutting friendships off to dating to literally manifesting a dream life after hitting rock bottom. And her rock bottom was only a few months ago. So that's why I think you guys will like her because it's really relatable. And if you're someone listening out there and you're like, I'm just stuck. I don't like my job. I don't like my relationship. I don't like this friendship circle that I'm in. Whatever it is, I hope this podcast provides some type of value that you can hear and say, you know what? I could shift my perspective and change the situation I'm in. So make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Share this on your Instagram story if you found it helpful. Make sure you follow Megan at Megan Granger and listen to her podcast, Superficial Magic, where she gets into more of this type of content. But I think you'll really enjoy this conversation because we just cover so much and it's so helpful. So with that, let's dive in. What's crazy is that we're in a real actual setup studio that you did not have the last time we recorded. Oh gosh, no. no. I need to hear how on God's earth this happened because <laughs> guys, not only are we in a studio, we're in we're not even in an apartment. We're in a house that is like three stories. I was like, where did you break in? Like, how, what is this Do place? You, uh, are we robbing this place? Yeah, I was like, I've never been to a place like this in LA. Like, my friends all live in, like, really small apartments or are, like, it's splitting rent with, like, 20 people. Yeah. And it's insane. So how on earth did, did this, this come happen? to be? Because last time, this is not where you were. Well, I murdered a family. <laughs> Just, it's the Lowe's Phillies murder house. <laughs> Um, you guys, there really is a murder house. It's very interesting, but we won't go into that right now. Um, so essentially, this is my opus of manifesting. This is this is my. Uh, I mean, hopefully, it'll get better from here. But I was living the last time you came and interviewed me. I was living in an apartment that I loved. I lived by myself, and I was so excited. And I manifested it in a really weird way. The word manifesting is so annoying and I'm just going to keep saying it. I know. I was like, it sounds like a buzzword now, but I'm yeah. like, it really is what happened. Yeah. I, I don't know any other. I brought it to myself in a really weird way. There were a lot of weird coincidences. And that year that I lived there, I learned so much. It was incredible. Like I really delved deep into some shit. Not good. I wouldn't say <laughs> like I had to face some demons. Uh, it was definitely lonely, but I did it. And then it, I think my like addictions got really bad living by myself. Um, I definitely have an ambient addiction. And then I like to combine that with alcohol and just like shoot for the moon, you know, just see what happens. It's just see what happens. Why not? Uh, so that was getting really out of control. And so I decided to that I should probably live with other people. I was going to live with my friend Hina. We were looking for places. We found the perfect place. Then we lost it. And I had like a tiny emotional and mental breakdown, which led to me <laughs> taking a ton of Ambien and drinking. Mm. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and I had a text from my friend, my guy friend. And it was like, hey, I had to leave. You were coughing too much. And I was like huh did you stop by and he was like are you serious we had sex what and i was like what the fuck are you talking about oh my goodness yeah so i was so freaked out that next day i woke up and this like sense of 
peace just kind of came over me and I was like, this is awful, but it's going to be okay. And right at that moment, I got a text from Chris, Crystal Chris upstairs. (laughs) And he was like, Hey, you wrote us on Craigslist about the house. I don't remember doing that. And he was like, let's meet today and see if it's a right fit. And I was like, what? And they had gotten this house. They hadn't they weren't living here either. That's just my dream house. I've always wanted to live up in the hills. Uh, you know, I loved my apartment, but it was built in like 1930. I didn't have a washer and dryer. It was downstairs. There was no air conditioning, like no dishwasher. This is like, I feel like I'm left at somebody's really cool parents' house and they're out of town. Yeah. That's what it feels like. This is cool, but it has like nothing that I actually (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, it's just really wacky and, we all moved in. They've become like some of my best friends. They have a studio in the basement now where I can record. And I don't know. It's just pretty nuts. And can you tell us what they do? Because isn't that very specific to yeah. what you do? So, oh, right before this all happened, too, I got dropped by my network. And I was like, I'm quitting this podcast. Who fucking cares? I host a podcast called Supervision Magic. And I was just like, it's not working. I, I, whatever. Didn't you have a... You're, you used to have a co-host. You used to have a co-host, Dana Moon. Um, well, when they dropped us, we were just like, I, I was like, Dude, you're like, this is over. We're yeah, like, we're it's done. With it's this. done. Uh, and I was, I just felt so bad because I was like, we're gonna have to build up from the beginning and sponsors and stuff. And she was like, yeah, I can't do that. And I was like, I totally get it. Let's not even do it anymore. And then I move in with Chris and Ingrid, and they're like, yeah, you're gonna do it, like we're we brand things we record things we like make things happen and i was like oh okay so and then all of a sudden now you have a brand new like beautiful logo if i'm am i crazy i just walked in and saw a backdrop with your logo on it they made me order a backdrop with my logo on it they are making me amazing video content i like you have a whole new website a whole new website oh i i think it goes to say too, this is probably an important key. Right before Chris texted me, I was like, I have to get sober. And so I am now. Um, Gosh, that's exciting. Yeah. So I feel like this is kind of a little reward. Because yeah. I woke up the next day and was like, oh my God, this ends today. Um, yeah, it's like my little sobriety award. Oh my God, it's <laughs> insane. Like, what are the chances not only that you get this house, but then that your roommates happen to work in branding and not not only branding, because it's one thing to be a branding consultant, but then to have audio background. I don't, like, what are the I don't chances? get it. I and don't both get of it. them, right? Both of them. That's insane. It's insane. And you guys, this isn't like, oh, he like has one microphone. Like we have a microphone, headphones. He's <laughs> using some software that probably costs like thousands of dollars. Yeah, this studio is legit. Chris is like an amazing musician. That's insane. So this is his music studio. And yeah. Oh my God. And it's now pretty it's nuts. Like, it literally was the universe being like, you're because all this happened right around the end of the, the you and Dana's superficial magic run. Yes. And so it's like, what are the chances that it happened that soon after? Because it almost seemed like it was like pretty quickly after that. Oh, all this it happened. like bounced immediately. I think like that's the the gift in fully giving up <laughs> is that the bounce back happens quicker. Um, I think if I would have tried to like 
hold on and make something happen with my own will, it would have just drug it out. So that's insane. Yeah. So we're here and now you decided to get sober. Yeah, it's very freeing and it's just nice to not have to hide your shit. And it's also nice to not have to get fucked up. Uh, Amen. There's a that's a problem. There was a a little period I went through this summer that I was like, I don't want to drink anymore. Like I have uh, my family has a history of alcoholism, like higher in different parts. It's not rampant, but it's there. And my family likes to party. Like we're, we're like a fun family. We like to go out and drink. And there were just like six months where I was like, I don't like being hungover. I think what hit me was I was eating Taco Bell at my roommate's desk. <laughs> And I woke up and there was like a sauce packet on top of the water and like lettuce on his actual like work desk that I just woke up and I was like, I'm so sorry about that. And I was like, ha, ah, that's hilarious. But I was like, I don't want this. I'm not 21 anymore. Like right. I don't even like feeling like that. And so I just stopped for a while. And then I was like, wait, I don't even miss it. Like I don't have that weird urge to like get a drink after work or go to happy hour. And then it actually became so freeing to like say no to certain things that I didn't want to do that I remember when we had a work happy hour I was freaking out because I was like oh my god I feel like I had this past identity where I had to be like the party girl or like wow Chelsea's gonna be the one that's like we're gonna go downtown Chelsea that's huge and I was like I don't even want to go there and I was like I'll go to say hi but I was like I'm gonna leave early and this sounds probably crazy for people listening like okay just leave early but I was having like anxiety all day I was like people are gonna want me to stay and go downtown and like lead the charge to keep going out and I was like talking to my coworker about it I was like okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to leave early. I'm going to leave early. Like as if I was like jumping off a cliff. Oh my God. I, I mean, was it's like, hard. Okay guys, I'm, I'm going to go home. And everyone's like, okay, great. Have a great night. And I was like, what? I thought everyone was going to be like, get your ass downtown or like, <laughs> like hate me or text me and be like, where the fuck are you? And oh like none gosh. of that happened. And I was like, it was almost a test to be like, can, can you set your own boundaries? And it was so big for me. And like, since then I've obviously gone out, like I went to Europe, I drank like the entire time, but I haven't like blacked out or been like throwing up. Like I used to party hard. I had two bottles of wine on a date once to myself. Oh my goodness. Like that I could handle a lot. And I was like, that's not really cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool. <laughs> oh yeah. It's cool. When I was like dying hungover the next day, I like, couldn't even get up, but Oh my it is such a big yeah. deal to set boundaries for yourself. But how is it now? Because I find it when you have a group of friends that were party friends and now you have to find a new group. Did you have to break up with any friends or were you just like, hey, like this is what I'm doing and please yeah. support me? So there's one friend in particular that definitely our friendship isn't the same. And I think it will refine a groove. But so much of it was about going out. Um, but. And any other circumstance, people have been really fun about wanting to just go to dinner with me or wanting to do this and I this or that. And I can go places and not drink. So I'll go out with them and have some fun. But uh, all in all, I have had to pick and choose a little more carefully who I'm actually talking to on a regular basis. But did you have to have talks with anyone? And the reason I'm asking this is because... I feel like no one ever talks about friendship breakups in specifics. Yeah. And I was just talking about this last night. I did this really cool Airbnb experience where we learned about chakras and then she read a tarot card and then we were talking about all these things. And I was just like, I'm moving to Australia and I feel like the journey I'm going on is going to be so different and spiritual that 
I'm probably going to have friends that are like, whoa, what happened? You became a little weird or something. Like, I've already had people be like, don't go off the grid on us. And I'm like, I, I what? Like, why are you even saying that? Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, as soon as you step into being more authentic, you are totally wrong if you think every single person's going to stay in your life. Like, right. That's probably one of the reasons you're scared to do it unconsciously. Like, you're yeah. going to have to lose some dead weight. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I haven't had to... I don't think I let you finish. Sorry, but I haven't had to do that yet. It's just more you were like, if someone invited you out, you're like, no, thanks. Or you just kind of pick and choose carefully, like getting away from that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's a good way. That's kind of what happened with my work thing. I wasn't like quick announcement. I'm not (laughs) drinking for the next six months. It was just like, I'm going to leave early. I'll say hi earlier. I'm just not going to go there. I'm not going to put myself in a situation that I'm going to get blackout drunk. I feel like there's something going on in the air right now, totally separate from spirituality and all my weird obsessions. But a lot of people are just like, I don't want to be drinking right now. Um, Yes. I feel like our evolution is just speeding up drastically and people don't want to check out because there's a lot coming up. That's important. Yeah. I feel like the this is like another term that I keep hearing on podcasts is sober curious. Oh, yeah. Have you heard this? I have. Can you define what it is? Because what I've heard on the podcast, I only heard one podcast about it, but then I keep seeing it online. It was just like people being like, let me test out yeah. being fully sober. Is yeah, I feel is? like I feel like for the last year, I was probably sober curious, um, you know, before these last four months, where I was just like, what would it be like if I wasn't hungover? What would it be like if I wasn't, I don't know, out all night? Right. <laughs> and so I would go for stretches of time, testing it out. But I think if you're actually an addict, which I am in every way, shape and form with every subject, sober curious is going to turn into um, sober, not so curious because I'm drunk. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> Yeah, it's not testing the waters anymore. Yeah. It's just like, we're done. I feel like if you are healthy with alcohol, it's a totally fair thing to just be like, I'm curious about what this is like and, you know, play with it. But right. if you're an addict and you don't have to be like drinking vodka for breakfast, you know who you are. You just are, you use it to numb out, whether it be a glass of champagne at night. Champagne, who who drinks, <laughs> who does that? <laughs> Just a quick glass of John Mary. What yeah. is wrong oh, with that? I, I just have a glass of champagne before bed. Yeah, no big deal. Um, yeah, sober curious. I, I, I am. I'm curious about that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do keep see- seeing that everywhere. But also, even my friends who are like, "Yeah, let's not drink. Let's go to a workout class or do this." So I'm curious. Curious <laughs> what you started doing to fill your time because there is a weird thing when you stop going out that you're you really are like, "Well, what are you going to do if you don't go to a bar or happy hour?" Like. What am I going to do actually this entire night? Totally. I mean, the universe sent me a huge gift in Chris and Ingrid because I remember the first weekend I was here, um, I had stopped drinking for like a few days. We moved in five days after they texted me. Oh, that's another thing. I like had told my landlord I was moving and then I had nowhere to go. So I was just like freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I remember it was a weekend and I was like, what are you guys doing tonight? And they were like, uh, nothing. Like I was a weirdo. And I was like, okay. And then I just realized there's a whole group of humans that just work and are trying to make their (laughs) dreams come true. And they don't go out just because it happens to be Friday. Like 
they're down here working. And so now I've just re finessed my purpose and I, I have like work to do. That's amazing. And yeah. you said Ingrid's super healthy. Can you walk us through some of the things she does? Oh my God. Ingrid's her roommate. Ingrid's my roommate. Chris said it perfectly. He was like, before I met Ingrid, my brain was McDonald's. And then as soon as I met her, it was like clear crystal waterfall cleaning it all out. Oh my God. I love that. She like only eats organic, which I know sounds obvious, but wasn't something I even cared about. Uh, and then she just cooks the most amazing things you've ever seen. Like oh everything is fresh vegetables, fresh meat, fre- like fruit. And it just, I've been struggling for so long trying to learn how to eat mm-hmm. like a fucking human. Cause that's Me another too. addiction, <laughs> right? It's just like, what? the hell i mean look i'm eating a bagel right now so well Ingrid, we need to come down here (laughs) bagels are delicious and totally fine for you that's that's great i mean i would eat like just ridiculous shit so i would have like cheetos for breakfast (laughs) you're like "Mm, just filling up my food groups for the day yeah so neon orange (laughs) she just taught me that you it just super basic, like re-parenting shit of it's so easy. Here's our groceries. Here's what you do. And I'm just like, yeah, right. I can do this. But I needed that influence. Yeah. Yeah. It does and, help when you're around someone who's like. Yeah. If you're around two people who are just like eating healthy all the time. And I don't even mean, I mean, we're having like a lot of pasta and it's not, I don't mean no carbs or anorexic. Yeah. Just, it's not Cheetos. I'm, I feel so much better. I was going to say, are you noticing an internal change too? Or or are you still like, I would love to get a family size bag of Cheetos. Um, I feel like a totally different person. That's amazing. Like you don't even have those cravings. I'm sure maybe like once in a yeah, while. Yeah, once in a while. But if you put Cheetos in front of me right now, I would like projectile vomit. Isn't that insane? It's How, insane. And that's only been what? Four months. months. Four months. Four fucking months. And you're like, get the Cheetos out of my face. I don't understand. That's insane. Isn't that weird? But it's true because your body, especially if you eat something like that after you've been eating healthy, your body's like, I don't even know what this is. Like, well, get it out. Yeah. I mean, and so TMI, like... I, I don't know if your listeners are like, God, this girl's fucking nuts, but like totally struggled with bulimia my whole life, totally struggled with so many eating things. And, you know, that's all been over for a while, but st- I guess I was kind of bulimic without throwing up just like <laughs> lots of shit. Yeah. But, uh, now I, I, for the first time in my entire life, I feel like I'm eating, like I'm supposed to, I definitely am gluten intolerant. I know that's like so obnoxious, but my mom and sister are like celiacs actually. So celiac disease. So I'm finally not eating gluten and just like taking care of myself. Right. And it's probably not boring because I feel like there is a big, huge stigma that being healthy is boring. Like you're probably eating lettuce and tomatoes all day. Oh God. No, 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 no. What's happening. I'm like, I'm, I'm finding amazing foods. I'm eating amazingly. I just, it's weird how it really is impossible until you're ready. That's right. what I'm learning. Like it, as soon as you're ready, it's, it's like, all okay. very easy. Yes. But getting to that point is very hard. And I do think you can rush it a little bit by a forcing your rock bottom. <laughs> 
(laughs) or B just, you know, always surrounding your stuff with yourself with the stuff you want until your brain finally is ready to make the switch. But yeah, if you're not ready and you're trying to make a change, it's just the most frustrating. It's not going to, you're going to self-sabotage. You're going to self-sabotage and hate yourself over and over and over. That's what I've been doing for a year. Like, and then finally my brain was just like, yeah, let's do it. And now I'm like, la, 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 la. And who knows? Tomorrow I might wake up and be like, I'm drinking and I'm throwing up all my food. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm, you know, not recovered from anything ever. Uh, but today I'm good. Yeah. And that's just like the day by day. Yeah. Every day is just like a, I was that, that Airbnb experience that I did last night. I'm like still talking about it. Cause it was so amazing. The girl that had hosted it, had so much childhood trauma and now she's like i used to have like 364 bad days and one good day and now it's totally switched and she was like and i mean just like level leveled out good day she's like i'm not nuts like woo, sunshine and fairies love the fucking world but she's also not like wow i'm depressed and miserable she's like i'm just at like a good metal medium every day she's like nothing really triggers me and i'm like wow she but she did the work she's like i've been working on myself for like 15 years of trying to learn about chakras and eating healthy and taking care of my body it's cutting off bad friendships cutting off relationships that don't serve her that i was like that's the thing that no one tells you how long it takes she's like this was 15 years in the making this wasn't like two weeks i two weeks ago i decided i wanted a new life and here i am yeah it's a lot of series of events that led up to that completely and wherever you are is where you're supposed to be you know today is exactly the lesson you're supposed to learn you're not supposed to be any further um along just wherever you are if you don't have 15 years under your belt it's totally fine show up for yourself in this day and yeah, that's fucking amazing that she said that. I know. I was like, that's so nice to hear that someone didn't let their past define their future, which sounds like a Pinterest quote, but like, <laughs> seriously, I get so, I get caught up in that too, where, like I just said, I used, I partied so hard in college that I felt like that was who I was. Like, I always have to be the like fun party girl that's out till 6 a.m. So I felt like I took on that role now when I see my college friends, I like turn into that person Absolutely. and I'm trying to be like, you don't need to be that person. Like that was six years ago. Yeah. You can let go of that and be like, yeah, that was a phase of my life. Close that chapter. And now I like love smoothies and yoga in the morning. Like yeah. it's fine. Yeah. The ego doesn't like it when we, when we switch up roles on it. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Let's talk about the ego because oh, for sure. my mom has been on this spiritual journey as well and i got her all these little books and she loves eckhart tolle is that how you say i i mean i say eckhart tolle but i don't know know. how the i don't know how you say she's probably saying it right you guys know what we're talking about anyone that has at least heard this author but she listens to the oprah podcast where apparently they break it the book down chapter by chapter oh yeah so she's like on this whole spiritual journey and she loves talking about the ego now like that's like every topic of our conversation which i love because i like having these conversations with people but it's so interesting that I feel like we talk about things like on a podcast, but then when we leave this room, it like goes out the window. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this kind of happened last night after this experience where like, I feel so light and like this and that. And all of a sudden, like two hours later, I was talking shit about someone and I'm like, wait, what? Like, I'm we back just, on my bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? Like, can you talk about how you, A, know when it's your ego talking versus anything else and then B, what you do about it? Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. The first time I read Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, I was 23 years old and I was like, holy 
shit (laughs) because I didn't understand that we are not the voice we hear talking in our head. You are the awareness listening to that voice. So that voice is basically just fear and it's there to help us survive. It's necessary, but it's all day. It's judging. It's, um, it's compartmentalizing. It's doing all of these things to keep us safe that actually don't serve us in our deeper purpose for living. So if you meditate every day, which, you know, we all try, I'm sure, but sooner or later, you're going to be able to hear the voice crystal clear as not being you. And then you're like, Oh shit, that's my ego. Now your intuition And your soul also speaks in words to you. So it's like sometimes confusing because you're like, I'm hearing a sentence in my head. Is that my ego or my soul? This is literally the question my friend asked last night. She's like, how do I know which one it is? Yeah. So here's how you know. The the soul never is speaking in fear. The ego Mm. always is. It has no other language. It's always a fearful thought. And sometimes, you know, people are like, uh, I, I'm flying and I feel like my plane is going to crash tomorrow. Like, is that intuition or fear? And I would say, uh, are you normally scared your plane is going to crash? Because then it's fear. Have right. you never thought of that in your entire life? And now suddenly it's like a crystal clear, crystal vision. clear. Then that is fear, but it's also probably an, a hit. And it's not saying your plane is going to go down, but maybe like something was going to happen when you got to the place you were going. You, you right. know, maybe it's protecting you. But thinking, is this a fearful thought that I often think? That's your ego. Mm -hmm. Is this a brand new fear that's coming out of nowhere and might be real? Soul intuition. I love that. Yeah. And that's so interesting, too, because the way the lady explained it last night was around intention. And we were talking about careers. So if you're like, for example, I want to be a DJ. She was like, well, do you want to be DJ? Because they like look really cool up there and they have Instagram followers and they're like, out, you know, Coachella and they get VIP access. Like, yes, <laughs> that's your ego. Yeah. If you're like, oh, I want to be a DJ because it just connects people no matter their background, their music. It's such a beautiful way of art. That's probably your intuition. And I was Completely. like, that's a great way to make it black and white. Because I was like, it is a little confusing because you're like, I do hear both at the same time. Like, yeah, even me moving to Australia it's hard to talk about with people because people were so conditioned to be like, well, why are you leaving your cushy job and your friends and your family? And do you even know what you're doing? Do you have any idea of like a plan? And there's this weird confidence I have that I'll be totally fine. Not even fine. I feel like I'll flourish. Oh yeah. But then there's this other part that does creep up. It's like, wait, are they all right? Like you're not going to have health insurance. You don't get a biweekly paycheck. You don't like what if your friend is like hey i don't really want to like live with you anymore like you know this isn't working out that you're like those are all things that could happen and then it starts creeping up that i feel like in the last week that thought started taking over that i was like wait are people right am i gonna have enough money do i really know anyone like how would you say to like get rid of that voice that's just like shut up like listen to your gut without without being what's the word i'm looking for there's this part that people are like, okay, yeah, listen to your gut. Like you're fucking crazy. Like, how are you going to make it work? But then there is a thing, I guess it's called faith where you're like, I have faith that it's going to work. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like if I really, like really, if I'm asking you, is it, is it going to work? What do you think? I would say yes. You know, it is. Yes. You know, 100%. So it's just bullshit 
distractions. I do it all the time too. But then I come back to it and I'm like, wait, what, what is, what's the truth If somebody's like, no, but what really is going to happen? Right. And it's like, Oh, okay. What really is going to happen is this is going to be wonderful. Right. And if it's not wonderful in any area, it's going to be teaching me a lesson that will make the rest of my life infinitely more wonderful. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think we know <laughs> we deep down know or else I don't, yeah. I think, you know, or else you wouldn't do it. Yeah. You, 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 you know, I know that, you know, right. And, um, this is perfect for you and you, you don't have to, you don't owe anyone staying limited for them. Right. Like people have projected limiting beliefs onto you. It's mm-hmm. not your problem. Yeah. There was something, two things now that it just came to mind. It was one podcast that you did. This is a while back with, I think a guy that worked at Barry's boot camp. Yes. And I think I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but it was something of like, he doesn't get scared of certain things because he just plays it out to the worst scenario. And like why he keeps thinking that like, Oh, I'm scared of this. Why? Because of that one thing. But why are you scared of that? Because of the other Mm. thing. And then you like break it down. And so it's like, okay, let's use Australia as an example. I'm scared of going broke. Why? Because maybe I didn't save enough money. Like, okay, but then you would just get two jobs or you would find a weird odd job to make ends meet. Like you just play it out. And let's say the worst thing that happens is I actually get to $0. I have no one to stay with and I'm with my luggage on the street. Yeah. You're Oliver twisting on the side of a corner. Yeah. Then I would get a flight on my credit card and come home and work and pay off the credit card and call it a day. Like that's the worst thing that could happen. You're fine. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, what am I going to combust in flames if I go broke? Like, no. And I think that's something that you actually have to play out. Like what is the actual worst thing that could happen to me? And is it really that bad? Yeah. And often it'll, you know, come back to something that we're scared of from when we're little. And then that's the kind of shit that you work through in therapy and whatever because that's the deep 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 ego which just means deep 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 fear right (laughs) you know yeah um yeah yeah it's it's really it's true you know changing stepping out of our box stepping out of our limitations is really scary but also we know it's fine yeah (laughs) the other thing with ego is criticism is really hard for anybody, but also the ego doesn't like criticism. Mm -mm. And when you do anything that you change, I'm sure even when you started eating gluten free, people were like, okay, like you can have a piece of bread, like relax. Like I bet your ego is like, I don't want to deal with this. So how do you handle criticism? Mm. I mean, not well until (laughs) lately. (laughs) I think that it used to really hurt my feelings or more accurately, like really scare me to my core if somebody didn't like me or the decisions I was making because in my deep ego, deep fear, there's about to be a zombie apocalypse (laughs) and you're the only person who can save me. (laughs) So if you don't like me, I'm going to die. Like that's honestly what my fear was. Um, So only recently has it occurred to me that if everyone likes you and if you're not doing anything to upset people, then you are definitely not living your truth because your truth will always isolate some people. Uh, That's just the way our our authenticity works. So I'm getting more comfortable with that. Also knowing that if people don't like me, it's not my job to fix it. Or right now, I feel like a lot of people in a certain world think things about me that aren't true and I've just had to let it go and be like 
that's their journey. It has nothing to do with me. And what are you going to do to fix it? Like, yeah. Let's think, let's say that you did fix it. It's like, okay, now what? I, like who literally who cares? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now they're, they, they're not going to all of a sudden be your best friend and be like <laughs> living with you. So it's like, what, and like maybe they're them not liking me takes them closer to their shit. I have right. no idea. I'm just staying out of it from here on out and trusting that the universe has it far greater than I can ever hope to. And I'm just going to be my truest self in whatever ways I can be. And the rest is completely out of my control. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I like the quote. I think this is a Pinterest quote, but I love it. It's like, you can be the <laughs> juiciest peach on the peach tree, but not everyone likes peaches. And I'm like, that's so true. So true. You No, like you could literally be the brightest, smartest, bubbliest, prettiest person. And someone could be like, I don't like bubbly personalities. Yeah. I hate it. Like, I, I absolutely hate it. Hate I, hate, it. I love monotone, miserable people. Yeah. And you're not for me. Like, it, okay. Totally. There's no winning. And yeah. I used to be so scared of people not liking me that I would just hide. Cause I'd be oh like, gosh. I know some people won't like, this yeah so i'm gonna stay in my room and like then no one cannot like yeah. me yeah and then i'll just be safe from any criticism fucking nuts it's insane and it it taught me a lesson too about why you want people to like you like for example my friend was going through an issue with a friend where she was like oh, i just hate that she doesn't like me right now and i'm like but this girl has been mean to you she's called you a bitch she's like made your work life miserable like why would you want that person to like you? Yeah. Like she's a bad person. And I'm like, I don't even, I'm not even mad at this girl. I actually just feel deeply bad that she's projecting all of her issues on you. But that's why I'm like, why would you want someone with that personality to like you? It almost is a weird reflection of your character that you have Absolutely. such a bad person liking you. Well, I think that's a great point. And also if you're having issues like that, if you are hiding because you want people to like you, or if you do want people that are assholes to like you or whatever, that's when you go, oh, my God, my boundaries suck so much dick. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to start from square one. Yeah. Um, actually, after you're gone today, my tantric sex teacher, Whitney, oh. is coming over to do a podcast with me about boundaries. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Because I think that's the big one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. It's huge. So... I'm I'm actually having boundaries for the first time in my life and I don't know it's just a different it's a different experience yeah. to live from a place of separating yourself from everyone else having your own truth not just trying to make people happy like it's it's so much more fun it's more fun and like it just makes you think like why was I trying so hard in the first place like I'll use like a very basic almost like surface example but for example, like we have podcasts, we're on Instagram. People are like, how can you just put yourself out there like that? Like, aren't you scared of negative comments? And I'm like, let's say for some reason this podcast blew up and people started writing like things about physical appearance, like your nose is weird or like get lip injections. Imagine if I actually did that and I was like, you're right. I'm going to get a nose job and I'm going to get lip injections. Someone else would be like, wait, I liked your nose and yeah. your lips. So it's like, you, like you said, you're always not going to make someone yeah. happy. So it's like, you just have to deal with whatever and knowing that if you're aligned with your truth and you, like you said earlier, like, you know, you know, like there are podcasts that I've done in my life that I'm like, I don't even want to post this. Like, this feels weird. I don't like it. The energy's weird. Like totally. But then I was like, well, got to post it. I have a podcast. And it's like, why? That wasn't my truth at all. Like, yeah, I, I just know. feel weird. I know it's, it's, it's a daily, um, it's a daily question of like what's feeling authentic, what's not. Yes. And yeah, just realizing that 
you're the only person that you can make happy. Yes. <laughs> and then living from that place is going to make the universe work so hard for you. Well, I feel like when you start living your truth, people start stepping into theirs too. Like people are like, wow, you, you just hit rock bottom and now you're like flourishing. Let me look at my own shit, like shit and figure this out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was such a hot mess that the fact that I have like things going in a professional direction is already inspiring people. They're like, oh my God, I can do that. Yeah. You know? And I also think that once you start living, it's kind of like, there's a like a frequency that we all emit, you know, that our yes. soul emits. And maybe I can't believe I'm about to like hum, but maybe mine's like, mm. <laughs> and then I've been trying to live from like, mm, or yeah. something. And so yeah. like everything's not matching. Right. And then as soon as I'm just like, oh, I'm at this frequency, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing it true. It's like Chris and Ingrid immediately fucking popped into my existence. And people who are just like really going to help magnify that, it just show up. And so I don't know. I don't, there's probably people out there that the process will take a little bit longer for, because I don't think 20 minutes after deciding to get sober. Yeah. <laughs> most people get a random text out of nowhere yeah. that they don't even remember sending the <laughs> Craigslist email from for, but um, yeah, I I think that people who like who you people who like who you are when you like yourself will show up exactly that's true and you can i feel like now with social media it's such a double-edged sword i literally every single day have such a love hate because i'm like i connect with so many people it's how i like find like i get listeners that i didn't even know were listening to the podcast dm (sighs) me like you've really changed my look on this or whatever but then there's part of me that's like i would love to literally throw my phone in the water and not have it for a month and just like focus on conversations but yeah. it's so interesting that it's like, what do you do? Like we have to connect. But then there is this part of like, is that the real person? Is that person like really doing that? Are they really living in their truth? And then it's like, just recently I started posting like longer captions. Like I used to just be like, nope, has to be short, funny and an emoji. Mm-hmm. Like just have to keep it funny and light. And recently I was like, I'm over that. But I also don't want to, there's a fine line between like airing your dirty laundry and also yeah. just like showing everyone like, yeah, you know what? Like, I love podcasting, but I fucking hate sending my editor the edits and doing outreach. And the, you know what I mean? There's 50 things I don't like about it. And those types of posts now have helped me, but I was so scared of posting that type of stuff. I'm like, I bet. people are going to be like, Oh, what are you like an influencer now? Like just posting long captions. And I'm like, that was the fear coming in completely. And now that I actually am starting to post that, I feel like aligned. I'm like, I don't even care what people say. I don't even care if someone was screenshotting. Like, did you see what Chelsea's been writing? I'm like, I oh literally God, don't give completely. a shit. Yeah, it's so weird how who that cares? happens. Yeah. Where I was terrified of that. I was like, that's not me. I can't post that. That's too scary. And it's oh like, oh my not. gosh. Yeah. If something's too scary, maybe we should just be like, oh, that is me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm scared. Like, that is, I think who's that quote. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not even going to pretend I know who said it. Like, it's like, we're not scared of failure. We're actually scared of our potential. Marianne Williamson, it is not our darkness that scares us. It is the, the light. light. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not scared of failing. I'm actually scared of how big my life could be. That it terrifies I mean, me. We are like the universe come into existence. It, we're all of it. It's crazy. And we're trying to live like these super small, like, it's so hard lives. It's like, bitch, you're God. Yeah literally like i'm sorry like it sucks you have to start doing way scarier shit i loved being a victim (laughs) and it's like oh wait 
no, no, that's not the truth. And horrible things have happened to me in my life. I, and I'm not taking that away from anyone else either, but at a certain point you just have to be like, mm, no. Yeah. And it's like, there's something that clicks. They're like, Oh, this is just boring. Like, I don't want to like hate my body and my life and my family and my friends anymore. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Not that I hate any of those things, but there's a, I, I like had done little tests throughout the year of like, let me like listen to how much shit people talk about themselves mm-hmm. in a day. And it's insane. Like if you just sit there and someone's like, Oh, so ugly. Gotta lose 10 pounds. This yeah. guy ghosted me. And I'm like, you've literally been talking shit about yourself all day. Like, yeah, that you're makes not, me so sad. It makes me so sad. that It's actually draining. Yeah. And I'm like, I wish everyone could, like you said, like not be so scared of, what could be because the world would be amazing if we all were like you know what fuck it i'm gonna do whatever i want i fuck it i accept my power i the chakras it's so funny (sighs) that you mentioned that because i feel like the chakras are always a like punchline to jokes like yeah and she cares about her chakras whatever holy shit they are the answer there are these little vortexes running through the middle of our body and they like even our root chakra it only has two modes it's either victimhood or motherhood and motherhood doesn't mean like your mom like guys can have this in their root chakra like either you're a victim or you're taking care of shit Mm. so it all starts down there as soon as you decide like i'm turning on my root chakra my taking care of shit it can all build from there like that's the foundation so uh yeah just going back to that work work from that for sure and my dad's like the super Christian um, infertility doctor. Oh my gosh. So he does like test two babies and shit. And I just remember even when I was little, because it was the only thing like this he would ever say, he would tell all of his patients to do acupuncture first because it has the same success rate as paying so much money to oh do God. a test two baby. And it's just like, it's working on the chakras. It's working with the energy and it's so effective. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. It's insane. And it worked. Yeah. Like I mean, like, I, I, it works for people. Sometimes it doesn't and you have to do the right. other one. But like it, I mean, if you are interested in any of this stuff, go start with acupuncture. It doesn't hurt. It gets some energy flowing. You're just energy. Like, yeah. I mean, speaking of the chakras, the one that she talked about last night that was so interesting that I think is my most blocked is the throat one, oh. which has to do with like speaking your power and setting boundaries like you were talking about. And pushing back on something that doesn't align with you, which I hate confrontation. Like I'm that type of person that's like, this bothers me, but does it bother me that much to say anything? Like, "Mm, I'll keep it. I'll sweep it under the rug. Not to the point where I'm a pushover, but I'm just like, there's a lot of little, little, little things that have been adding up that I'm like, God, I wish I just said something to that person. And you were just talking about boundaries. So what boundaries have you been setting and have you actually had to use your throat chakra and be like, (laughs) this is not aligned with what I'm doing? (laughs) Totally. I feel like I'm doing these Kundalini um, chants and exercises now too. Wait, can you explain quickly what Kundalini is? Yes. Um, And I want to also say like, I'm finally at a point in my life where my like medication's correct. I'm in therapy and there's all this like root chakra Mm. good shit where I'm not totally um paralyzed in fear which is a very real thing when you don't take care of that uh and none of this stuff will work for you if you're not right if you're not aligned there that's just you know that's not gonna happen so for a really long time stuff like kundalini essential oils like all this stuff i i loved it but it wasn't working for me it was like an external it was like a band-aid yes not fixing the actual exactly but now that i've worked on the trauma and i like 
I'm doing it. It's working so powerfully. So uh, Kundalini, it's a yoga that you do to bring the energy. Our energy right now is going through our, our crown chakra and the top of our head down through our root. So what Kundalini does is you want to make the energy go up oh. from the root out through your crown. And then you wear like a little white thing white on light. your head that puts the energy back down into the body after Ooh. it's been like cleaned by the crown chakra. this mic picks up your breath really badly so i wanted to breathe out of it um so what was my point we i was asking about what throat have you been using your throat chakra to like set boundaries so when i do my kundalini meditation you chant Mm -hmm. to begin with and i've begun to realize that like the tone that i chant and i cannot believe how crazy i sound but it's like (laughs) way too high for what my throat actually wants to do so I found that if I start off my morning like that and like get into the actual tone it likes to be in, my words are more like short, honest, authentic, mm-hmm. and I can set way better boundaries. And have you actually had a like? Is there a specific scenario? Do any super actual details? But like, has someone said something to you that you're like, "That's not okay to say to me," or like, yeah, "You can't do um, that," or like, "I don't like that you said that." I know. I just said I said a really good boundary the other day. What the fuck was it? Because this is a big deal for everyone. I feel like most people do not like confrontation and don't want to, you know, ripple the water or anything. Yeah. And the more honest I've become, the more I've realized that people cannot handle it whatsoever. And it's like shocking because I'll just say something super what I think is light. Like somebody be like, hey, do you want to go to the amusement park? And I'll be like, no, I, I don't like amusement parks. And they're like, wow, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, not offensive. Just like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Actual fact, black and white. I don't. <laughs> like I don't like parties. that. It's not personal. That happened recently with me. My roommates were like, "Hey, do you want to sit and watch this movie with us?" And I was like, "Not really." Yeah, and they're like, oh, "Okay." And I was it's like, "Always I don't that, like, like movies weird, like that." Uh, okay, wow. All right. It's like, yeah, I, no, I don't. I just don't want to do that. Wouldn't you rather not me waste time and be like <laughs> talking shit about the movie in front of you? <laughs> totally. Like, I would just go to bed. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I've been saying no a lot lately are asking for what i need and i can't think of any specific oh saying no is so hard i it's literally so hard. i keep going back to this airbnb experience because it just happened but we were talking about things that you like what areas of your life do you lack confidence in and i was like right now i think my biggest one is like setting boundaries and saying no to things like even little things like for example moving to australia this past two weeks i've been saying yes to every dinner every lunch any outing that i like ended up packing literally the morning i was leaving to LA. Oh God. I was packing to move across the world that morning. And my flight was that afternoon. And I was like, because I said yes to so many things. And while I was at those things, I was like, I like, it's exciting to see my friends, but I wish I would have done one big group thing or like two dinners, not like a lunch and dinner every day. And I'm like, that's a small example. But I was like, that ended up causing me so much stress that I've slept like three hours this week because I was like running around packing, trying to like return shit. It was just out of control. There's this book by this woman who went to Harvard who was always trying to do things perfectly. I've forgotten the title. I'll text it to you when I remember and you can, I don't know, put it in like the description or something. Yes. But uh, it's called Say Fuck No. Ooh. And it's about, I, it's not called that, but it's something like that. Uh, and it's about saying no. And she's just like, you can say, I don't go to baby showers. And I've literally started saying that. Oh, wow. I, I need to start using that one. I, like, you don't have to do these things. You have such a limited time on this earth i say yes to things that might scare me or that might help me i say no 
to shit every fucking day. And when people are like, can you come to this? I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing that day. Uh, so I would love to if I can. But if I'm busy, I can't. Right. So I never, ever want that feeling of like, I don't want to do this. And yeah, I have like, to go do it. I have to go today. It sucks. So, and sometimes you have to, like, obviously we, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's but, my best friend's baby shower. I'm not going to yeah, like, I don't do of baby course. showers. <laughs> but, uh, and you know, in general, I'm not wasting my time, uh, with this shit anymore. It's too crazy. What about in playing devil's advocate? If people were like, you know, Megan's always saying no to us and saying she doesn't do this, this and that, like, we're just going to stop inviting her. That would be amazing. <laughs> You're like, that's my dream <laughs> that's come true. Literally, my dream. You're like, couldn't ask for a better outcome. Uh, yeah. Um, y- yeah. A, that would be great. But no, B, you know, y- she said the baby shower thing. I don't really have friends that are having babies. So that's, she just personally had a lot of friends having babies. Baby showers for your dear friends, of course you should go. But um, I just mean, you know, I live in LA. So it's like, I have a comedy show tonight. Will you come to my play? I I would be doing seven plays and comedy shows per night if I tried to show up for everyone. So, you know, there's like three really close friends and I'm always going to be there for your shit. And I'm going to try to make it to everyone else's, but it's not going to happen 95% of the time. Right. Yeah. You just had to say like, no, sorry. And eventually I think we always think people will take it way more personal than we think. It's like, they'll probably be upset for like two seconds and be like, okay, yeah unless I mean, they're what, literally like unless you commit and you're like i'll be there front row and then you're like oops can't go that's yeah, a different never story say that you'll be there no never even if you are going to be there be like i really want to be there i plan on it but i might i i just don't know what's going to come up for me that day it's kind of like this saying that I, this is probably fucked up to say but under promise and over deliver <laughs> totally <laughs> say i might be there and then you're there front row and then you're there front row with, with six flowers. friends yeah, yeah like it, that's beautiful but first things first is your purpose is your shit and we that was the harvard lady's point in her book like you can't complete anything if you're always running around doing this stupid society shit that they tell if there's a birthday every night somebody's having a birthday every fucking weekend yes we can't go to everything no like you can't go to your parents house every day you can't you you have i mean unless you you love it but like take your space and use it <laughs> it reminds me of when i was 24 and my mom used to make fun of me because i would be like mom it's the biggest pool party in chicago like i have to go it's oh the my last gosh. time that they're gonna be throwing that th- the one guy is djing like i have to go and she's like there's literally always gonna be pool parties in chicago there's always gonna be a dj and i was like you don't get it mom. you don't get it mom um i ended up getting shingles wow when i was 24 because i was saying yes to everything like do you want to go on this trip yep do you want to do this yep brunch yep anything it was like i it was almost like i didn't even know how to say no yeah so i was barely sleeping running around traveling going out to the point where i was like something is like wrong with my body and i went to the doctor and then everyone's like you know people that get shingles are like 80 years old not 24 because your body is in such distress and that's when i that was like a physical manifestation of my body being like you need to set a boundary or we're going to like go into the ground. Yeah. It's really true. People have no idea how exhausted they are. And no. Yeah. It's, and, and it all involves drinking. I know I sound so anti-drinking. I'm not, but even if you're, you don't have a problem with it, it's still poison that yes. people are like suggesting we ingest five days a week. It to also, be- if you think about it, like alcohol is so weird. Who was like, let's start drinking this thing that like our judgment goes away. We make bad decisions. We feel like shit the next day we overeat, we spend money. Like it's the weirdest. Yeah. I mean, it was for war. Yeah. You know, it used to be just like, so people would be 
relaxed enough to go die. Like I literally sometimes I'm like, it is the weirdest thing that we pay money to like ruin our bodies and make bad decisions. Yeah. But, it, but it's fun. It's, yeah. It's fun. And like society's hinging on oh, us yeah. still spending money on it. So whatever. Um, it's insane. yeah. But I, one last thing I would say on that subject is just, I, you strike me as somebody who would probably have a lot of FOMO. I do too. She's nodding, so I'm not making. I I used to. My mom would say that like you have FOMO, and it was literally until this year where I was like, where I had my whole thing where I was like, I really don't want to go out. That I yes. like kind of went away. Amazing. Well, like, that's that's the great part. Yeah, when you don't when you start not going, you're like, yeah. who cares? But just don't watch people's stories and shit when you're first doing this work. Yes. Like, don't torture yourself. They're gonna be looking like they're having fun. You know, if you're there, it's probably thirty percent as right. fun as it looks, and just. uh give give your soul a chance to have its own space and express itself in the way it wants to i think i need to do that tonight because i was supposed to go to a house party and i'm like i am so freaking tired from moving stress sleeping i I also don't think i've allowed my emotions to hit that i'm like i just said bye to my family for a year i just said bye to my friends and coworkers that i like haven't processed it that i'm like i know i'm gonna be at this house party like waiting to go home and go to bed. So I'm like, then why, like, why should I even go? I should just be like, Hey, like I'm just exhausted. I'm going to stay in and watch Bravo TV for three hours. Like, fuck yes. I think that's what I need to do. And like set a boundary there. Journal, watch Bravo. That's something I'm like, I miss doing something. Yeah. Like self carry. Yeah. Yeah. Get in there. One last subject that I want to touch on that could end up being a whole podcast on its own is love interests and romantic endeavors Mm-hmm. while you're on these journeys yeah so there's a part of me that is like i love talking about all this stuff but i'm afraid it, when i meet a guy and start talking about this he's gonna be like whoa a little too woo woo a little mm-hmm. crazy like and then i'm gonna feel like oh i have to ha- hide this part of me because it's like too much for them obviously when you say it out loud you're like that's crazy someone should love you for who you are and this and that but i'm like it's a lot easier said than done totally especially if you just meet a guy that's like yeah i love to go out and drink beer and how to do this like you're like am i like, how do you present this side? I don't even know yeah. what I call a side because it's like who you are. But is this even making sense? Of course. Okay. I totally understand. <laughs> um, I think if you fall in love with somebody or if you're like really interested in somebody who doesn't have any of this whatsoever uh, interest in this, it's still totally fine if you have enough support right. from other people. And if you guys have a lot of other shit to talk about, uh you know, I don't think most men at this day and age, if you're like, I love chakras and whatever, are going to be like, you're crazy. I think it's like so common now that right. they're probably like, oh, yeah, I, my moon rising is a <laughs> whatever. My ex-girlfriend told me LA. that. No, that might be true. Because <laughs> in, in Florida, I would, they would be like, what the hell is a chakra? Right. Okay. That's a really good point. I do live in L.A. Uh, Wow, I guess I haven't been around guys like that in so long that I I would just say don't date them. You're like, no. I, but then there's part of me that's like you you want to show them. There's a part of me that doesn't want to make assumptions either. You know what I mean? They yeah. could be like, yeah, I love that. I have crystals in my bedroom, and you're like, what? Yeah, like you just I mean, don't know. I mean, I guess just not being ashamed of it yourself is yeah. going to attract people automatically that right. aren't going to hate it. And if you have attracted somebody who hates it, it'll be teaching you a lesson and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But guys do not love talking about this 24 hours a day right. for sure. So oh, yeah. having a strong female group of friends, yes. maybe some gay friends, and maybe the occasional Russell Brand type guy who right. just lives it uh, to support you. Because we women 
need this work right or we will lose our fucking shit oh yeah i can't even imagine now being like oh, i'm done with that i would be like <gasps> no i would just be like grasping at anything no. no 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 so you know be honest about who you are and don't run your dude into the ground with it yeah <laughs> if he's hurt enough you know you use a friend what about if you're on this journey that you've been on where you were like done with drinking i need to be sober did you make a conscious choice to be like this isn't the time for me to date or were you like you know what if someone comes along while i'm doing this i'll accept it or you know like how did that go in your mind um i am not dating right now and that's a very like concrete decision that you're like i can't yeah i can't so uh, probably for like two more months and i think they say that six months to a year is when you can like really be strong and all of this i mean obviously you're never safe but uh yeah right now it's just not in the cards it's not in the cards but i feel like whenever that happens the universe is like oh it's on the cards really here's Here's the the most amazing guy it's been really nice to me so far by just showing me actual trash (laughs) (laughs) so don't worry still garbage (laughs) just kidding everybody's a beautiful soul but you know just (laughs) trash in my eyes (laughs) that's so funny but it is weird how when you are about to just be like okay no distractions i'm done with that something does pop up like even me moving to Australia, I have not been dating at all because I was like, "What? here are the three scenarios. I meet someone, we're going to have to break up because I'm moving, and then I'm going to be sad in, during my move, and then I'm going to be like, let's stay in touch and like ruin my experience in Australia. Yep. We're going to fall in love, and then what, be long distance across the world? Or we're going to like have to weirdly break up and then try to do long distance and visit each, like actually visit each other, and right. then it's just going to be insane. So I was like, none of these sound appealing. So I just made a decision, like, really not to date all year. But now because I have not been dating, I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm like a baby in the dating world now. Like, like, yeah. like when I go to Australia, I'm going to be like, hey, how's it going? But then I actually met a really cool guy last weekend that I was like, God, the universe is like, oh, you want to leave? Like, here's one last really tricky, cool, nice, tricky. fun guy. And I'm like, is that a sign that the universe is like, you're ready here's a good guy to show you there's good guys out there and you do know what you're doing or is that person like who i'm supposed to be with you know what i mean it's such a weird right definitely um, not process definitely not uh not your business not your business business. (laughs) um you're you know you're going to australia right so if this is your person who you're supposed to be with to learn all your life lessons with then you will keep talking it won't be stressful and you'll end up together but when there's fear and like holy shit i have to control this you're not in the right space and it's never gonna work the way you need it to for your highest growth so he sounds great love that you met him there are good guys out there and if you guys keep in touch that'd be great it almost seems like the whole gist of this podcast has been like if it's fearful and but not in a way let me let me think how to word this there's a difference between like being fearful and scared does that make sense mm-hmm. like it's a little scary to go to australia but i'm not so fearful that it's like debilitating if that right makes sense. it's it's more exciting which yes. exciting has fear in it a little bit yes. yeah i that's so funny you say that i almost find myself now if i start getting excited to calm down because it 
makes that weird fear in my stomach that Absolutely. I feel like I'm going to throw up. And I'm like, don't get excited. Don't get excited. Don't get excited. No, excitement is actually really not great for us, our bodies. It's, it's a I'm fear. glad you said that because yeah. I'm like, it is so weird that I was thinking about this recently. I'm like, I haven't gotten like butterflies excited over something, but I feel like because I don't let myself because it is, then I overthink it and I get wildly anxious. Yep. And you're saying that's true. Yeah, it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, f- excitement is just fear with a different thought attached to it. That's the that's same so exact body, like firing. Yeah. It's stomach. everything in the sa- The body is the same. Our mind is just labeling it something different. That's and true. You want to get excited. Obviously, like you don't want to be like, cool. Yeah. yeah it's I, no big deal. Blah, blah, blah. Like, but you know, when you're letting your body get adrenaline, like, yes. Pumped, the like butterflies in your stomach, which people say in a positive way, but I'm like, sometimes it makes me feel like I'm going to throw up and not yeah, in a fun way. And, and you're right. The, the, the problem with it is that then you try to control it and yes. that's when everything gets fucked. Yes. So yeah. Uh, fear. Yeah. The, the gist of this podcast has definitely been not living in fear. Oh my God. Wait, hold on. I did yes. a Joshua tree interview with this lady. <gasps> She's so fucking rad. She used to be like a model out in Los Angeles and she, Moved to Joshua Tree and like it, she's amazing. She lives in this little shack out in the middle of the desert and she sleeps on a mattress outside what? under the stars and the moon. And I was like, wait, isn't this dangerous? Like could, something could eat you or somebody could stab you. And she was like, I, I make no decisions based on fear anymore. She was like, I want to sleep under the stars and under the moon. And that was it. She was like, done, like no questions asked. Yeah. Don't need to explain anything else. You know, and I'm not saying like you should walk down a street (laughs) in the most dangerous neighborhood, like naked. That's that's probably not what your soul is desiring, but her soul wants to sleep under the moon and the stars. And like, so she's doing it. She's doing it. That's insane. Yeah. She was like, fear is like not part of my decision making. So I think if you're on your journey, you know, I have fear like about earthquakes or uh, duh. I live in Los Angeles. Right. I, that's where my purpose is. So if I die in an earthquake, that's worth it to me. Right. If she dies outside under the star, like it's okay. Yes. It's part of my purpose. I so, love that you said yeah. that because people are always like, oh, aren't you afraid of something happening in Australia or dying or the, not dying in Australia, but something could happen <laughs> if I, I'm traveling alone or whatever. And I'm like, then I would die doing something I really like doing. Yeah. Uh, once you're on your path, it's just like, okay, I guess like uh, then I'll die. Yeah. It's like, not under my control anymore. Yeah, I can't. Also, why would I be living every day scared of dying? That's the craziest thought yeah. process to be like, could die if I turn this corner, could die if I yeah. get on that plane, could die. And I'm like, no, yeah, we already have to live every day making so many decisions. I'm not going to like start thinking of how I'm going to die. <laughs> we literally have no control. No. It, so there's no control. It? Don't worry about it. Just like, ask the universe to lead you where your abilities and talents best serve yourself and everyone else and where that leads you it's none of your business what happens around it follow your gut follow your gut follow your dreams follow your heart okay i'm going to end on two things the first is with this new self-care journey like sobriety everything is like you're eating healthy do you have specific routines or things that you do every day that you're like, this is non-negotiable. I have to do it to stay on track and feel my best self. Oh gosh, Chelsea, you're so great at asking questions. (laughs) Um, I ask like 30 times a day, every time I start feeling myself get into fear, like I ask the universe to take it for me and take care of it. That's non-negotiable. If I try to 
non-negotiable. If I try to do things on my own or figure things out, I spiral and then I need a drink or a pill or something. Mm. Um, so that's, that's one. I also have to meditate every day. And I think that really is the two things I have to do. And if you don't, you're like, today's going to be a spiral. Yeah. If I don't, today's going to be an absolute disaster. And I have to probably journal like at least a page. Yeah. I feel yeah. like once you get in the habit of something too, it's like you feel weird if you don't do it. Yeah. I just feel itchy. Like, uh, like what am I even like feeling or missing. thinking? Or Yeah. It's yeah. just, I need those little, and it sounds like a lot, but it's, it's really not. No. Um, especially the asking the universe to take it. That takes no time and it's huge. It's yeah. Love it. Yeah. I'd like to that if you do it every day, it is, it becomes a habit. So it's almost like, why would I skip something that I like doing? Yeah, uh, totally. You know and, what I mean? Like, and now it's like, comes yeah. to like, I feel the fear before I even feel the thought. Yeah. And so I just like immediately feel fear and I'm like, universe, you fix it. And then like the thought it's comes like, in of what's it even about? And I'm like, oh yeah, I can fix that anyway. So I don't know. I love it. Minds <laughs> are so crazy. Yeah. Okay. And then lastly, my podcast is in my non-expert opinion. So if you had to sit down for dinner with anyone mm-hmm. and have their expert or non-expert opinion, what would it be? Who would it be and why? Um, it would be Oprah because Oprah. why Amazing. the fuck would I sit with anyone else on this planet before or after her? Amazing. She's just hilarious. She's so, I, I want all of her details because she is. She's unreal. She's unreal. And she's just, like a different she's in a different planet and then when you listen to her podcast you listen to her podcast she's like so rude to her guests sometimes my mom was saying that um she's such like a bitch to people i'm just like god this woman is so funny to me and like she'll be yeah her guests will be because blah blah blah, and she's like what it's like fuck you're hilarious she's like renowned for being a host and she's like what i know i just love her yeah uh so oprah and i I would just be like girl what do I do? Give me all the advice. Yeah. Help. I love it. And yeah. opinions. And then I'd tell it to you too. Yes. And share it on a podcast. And I'd share it on a podcast. Which speaking of, where can people right. listen to your podcast? My podcast is called Superficial Magic. You can find it if you Google that anywhere. <laughs> um, and then you can follow me on Instagram at Megan Granger. How do you spell your name though? M-E-A-G-A-N. That's important. G-R-A-I-N-G-E-R. And I'll obviously put this in show notes. You guys have to listen to her podcast. She talks about all the stuff we talked about today and more. I do, yeah. And I'm obsessed. Who coming up? A tantric sex? Whitney Olam, the tantric sex teacher, is coming today for the Boundaries episode that I'm really excited about. That's amazing. So go listen to Megan's podcast. Go follow her. Leave us a review. If it's not five stars, skip it. Yeah. If it's not five stars, you know, go take a walk, go do something else. Maybe it'll be five stars when you get back. That's the advice that we have today. Yeah. Thanks so much, Megan. (laughs) Thank you, Chelsea. Don't you guys love Megan? I'm seriously obsessed with her. Every single time we sit down and talk, I just know it's going to be a good conversation. And like I said, I didn't even bring questions because I just knew our conversation would flow so well because she's so much fun to talk to. Make sure you check out her podcast, which is Superficial Magic. And of course, rate, review, and subscribe to this one. If you liked what you heard, share it on Instagram stories. That really helps. Leave a review if it's five stars. If it's not, keep it moving. But seriously, any type of review or rating helps. And make sure you guys are subscribed so that every Thursday when this comes out, it just pops up right in your podcast feed. And you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you email into the show, which is hello at inmynonexpertopinion.com. 
follow Megan at Megan Granger and follow me at Chelsea Rife. I'll link all this in the show notes and stay tuned for next week where hopefully I have more information about Australia and funny stories from this Bondi beach party. All right, guys, see you next week. Bye.